Ren and Liberian music, but that, <laughs> that was pretty exciting. <laughs> Thank you all for offering your gifts of worship with us. Uh, I want us to consider this morning, uh, what do you think heaven looks like? When you picture heaven, what, do you, what images do you form in your mind? And what things do you think about? You know, I think for us, educated in kind of the Western and American culture, I think of, you know, the, the bright, bright lights and, and angels on clouds. And, and, and personally, sometimes I think about many of the saints and brothers or sisters I know. I picture people I know who are, who are there and worshiping the Lord. And usually the people I know look, look just like me, so I picture a lot of uh, European descendant-looking people up there because that's, that's mostly the people I know. Uh, but I want us to consider this morning, what, it, what is heaven like? And I want to answer three questions from our text. Who is in heaven? How did they get there? And what are they doing there? Who is in heaven? How do they get there? What are they doing there? So who is in heaven? Well, the answer is a great global multitude. A great global multitude. You know, heaven is going to have a ton of people in it. There's going to be a lot of people there. You know, and when we, when we recognize that, we have to think back all the way. So we read from Revelation, right, the end of the Bible. We've got to think about the beginning. What did God say to our patriarch and father Abraham? He says, I am going to bless your family. I'm going to give you so many descendants and make you into a great nation. And what did he do? He led Abraham out into the night sky before there were street lights and all kinds of light pollution. And he, and he had him look at the stars in the sky, and he said, see if you can even count them all. That is what your family is going to be like. And then when we get to the end of the book, we see a great global multitude, a, a family and a nation like no other nation of its kind, like nothing the world has ever seen before. And it's interesting that even Jesus, he's, he, he once said, you know, the, the way is narrow, and only a few find it. But even with that being the case, God is so patient and time has gone on long enough that this is going to be a great global multitude that even if you saw it, you couldn't even count it. And then when you picture heaven, what, what kind of people there? Who is, who is there? Well, John says it's every nation, every tribe, every people, and every tongue, every language. I did a little bit of studying on this. I don't know if John had the same definitions as me. But there are, by, there's varying accounts, but on, on some accounts, most accounts, there are 195 nations or countries in the world. 195! That's a lot! And they're all so different, aren't they? Well, that's the nations. Well, what about every, every tribe? People are grouped into various tribes, groups of people who share a similar language and culture, maybe a little more. And just for the kind of the people we have in this room and the countries we're from and whatnot, the Native, Native Americans, there are 562 different tribes of Native Americans. In Liberia, there are 16 different known tribes. And in Burma, there are 135 different tribes or people groups in Burma or Myanmar. Just with those three, that's, that's a ton of different types and kinds of people. Well, then John's, John's not done. He says, well, every people. I mean, he couldn't, he couldn't have made it broader, right? Uh, but there are people who do studies on people groups, and there's various counts that people have. And the lowest amount that different people who study this came up with, the lowest number is there are 11,500 different people groups in the world. And if you go with the maximum definition, 
there's as many as 24,000 different people groups. We're getting pretty diverse now, aren't we? We're getting, this is getting pretty diverse. Well, he doesn't stop there. He says, well, then there's every language. Did you know that currently there are 7,099 different languages that exist in the world today? And in fact, that doesn't count languages that don't exist anymore. There's some languages that are dead that no one speaks. But today there are 7,099. And John says, every nation, every tribe, every people, every tongue is going to make up who is in heaven. It is going to be a great global multitude like nothing you've ever seen. It's going to be incredible. And the, the great thing about this is that when you get to heaven, the cultural distinctions, the different types of people, they're still observable, observable by our eyes. And to me, this means that it's not like we go to heaven and we all suddenly become all the same. No, there's, there's, there's actually something about the peoples of the world, that there is something beautiful about each one. And God is weaving together this beautiful tapestry, this beautiful mosaic where the, all the peoples of the earth will come together in one great global family that worships His name. Granted, there's, there's bad things about every culture, but there's something beautiful and worth maintaining in every people group that God has given us. So the question is, well, how did this happen? How did, how did this great multitude come together? Well, there's two answers I want to give you. The first is obvious, because Jesus has saved them. Because Jesus has granted salvation to each people group. It says that they, they were wearing white robes. And if you look on later in chapter 7 and verse 14, it says, the people, the Christians, they washed their robes and made them white in the blood of the Lamb. That all the, all the sin and stains and guilt, they were able to, to wash those robes in the blood of Jesus and be pure and forgiven and granted salvation. No more guilt and no more shame. And then they were holding palm branches, which is the sign of victory that God had given them through Jesus Christ, the victory over sin, over Satan, over the world, and finally over death, that they were victorious in the Lamb. And they were saying, salvation belongs to God who sits on the throne and to the Lamb. You see, we're, as Pastor Thompson said, we are united because we've all been saved by Jesus Christ. That's how we're united. There is no other power, there is no other force that can bring such a unity about. So God, through Jesus Christ, saves us. That's how the, this great multitude gets there. But then there's another answer. There's kind of the, the human side of the coin. And as Pastor Sarah talked about, the Great Commission. What did Jesus say? Go into all the world and make disciples of the nations. That Greek word is the ethne, the ethnos. All the people groups of the world make disciples of Jesus into the whole world. Proclaim the gospel of the kingdom to the entire creation. So heaven will be filled with all the various people groups of the world because Christians just like you have been faithful to tell others about Jesus. They've been faithful to be missionaries in various places. They've been faithful Christians who have supported others who have gone to various places where Jesus' name is not known yet or worshipped, and they go. Christians who go on trips, Christians who translate Bibles into different languages, Christians who spread the gospel. That is how this great multitude happens. And friends, when you participate in God's grand mission, you're participating in where the whole entire universe is going. Where the great multitude, this family of God in heaven, get to participating in something so glorious 
that God is doing in the earth. He calls us to be faithful. And lastly, what are they doing? They're enjoying the presence of God. And they're worshiping Him. There's no more hunger. There's no more thirst. There's no more pain. There's no more physical pain, emotional pain. And they're all together praising God in one voice, saying salvation belongs to our God. And then what's amazing is even the angels, those mysterious angelic beings who, who, who live in heaven and give praise to God, they, they're giving their amen to the, to the humans, the, the praise, and they're saying praise and glory, wisdom and thanks and honor and power and strength. It's like they can't keep saying enough because all of this be to our God forever and ever, just everything, everything that we are, everything in the whole world, it exists to praise and glorify the name of, of Jesus, the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Heaven is going to be so glorious because God will be there. And we will get to worship around His throne with a great multitude and all the angels. And this, this morning, my friends, I want every single one of you to be there. And salvation comes through Jesus Christ. There is no other name under heaven by which we must be saved. We all must trust in Jesus Christ. And I believe probably all of you have done that. If you haven't, I encourage you to. But if I, all of you probably know others who have not trusted in Jesus Christ. Or you know of people who are reaching others with the gospel. Continue to be faithful. Continue to do those small little steps that God calls us to. To bring this great multitude as the Holy Spirit is working in the earth. Said, God so loves the world that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. In Jesus' name, amen.